Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. It's just two movies. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. I'll be your host again. My name is Daniel King. With me today is uh, a little bird. Hey, I'm the bird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the little bird? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I feel like a bigger bird. I'm not... Yeah, it's good to see you. I'm glad that you got out of that hedge maze. Oh, shit, man. Was that a big ordeal? Well, I went to West Virginia to see a guy about a bird. Okay. And... Like a like a romantic... No. 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 But purely uh, zoonotic? Pre- yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And he's like, hey, let's go watch some birds, you know? Yeah. And we Inter- went to this hedge maze. I was like, why are we going into this hedge maze? And mm-hmm. he's like, just follow me. And he fucked off. I got lost. Is it the, the guy who's the Minotaur that you were telling me about? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking what a dick. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're uh, if you're not familiar with the show... <laughs> <laughs> what we uh, what we do here is we talk about two movies. We find a movie at least one of us perceives as a good film, and we sit down. We talk about that a little bit, and then we go watch another movie that has something in common. Sometimes it's thematic. Sometimes it's in actors. Sometimes it barely has anything in common at all, except for <laughs> conceptually, maybe. And then we we take a big fat shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> not deliberately. It just turns out it's not good. You know, oh, like uh, when you look at reviews of something and it says it's real bad and then you watch it and it's bad. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we see what we can do to, you know, kind of uh, what would we do in hindsight as like, you know, armchair movie producers who have tons of experience <laughs> in the field. Uh, we try to think about, you know, what could you have done to make this a, a more profitable film or to have told the story in a better way? Uh, so. Buckle up. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. This is going to be fun. I just want to ask you one question. Y'all dreaded for this? That's right. You guessed it. We're talking Dread from 2012, and then uh, we're going to do Judge Dread. From 1995. From 1995 with Sly Stallone. Cult comedy classic <laughs> Rob Schneider. Is a stapler. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about to find out. Uh yeah, I'm I'm really excited about um actually I'm kind of, I'm excited about both of these films. Yeah, um, you I know my last recollection of watching Judge Dread, uh, re- real quick about both of these. Yeah, I watched Dread when it came out, mm-hmm. and I think this was of the era when everybody was doing slow motion shit, like your Max Payne's and your 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 that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, so the slow motion bits in the movie, which we'll get into later, didn't really knock my socks off because I'd seen it a zillion times. I probably had had a couple of beers and I probably didn't even finish the fucking movie. Mm. I didn't remember watching it really. Okay. I I really enjoyed it. Okay. I'm of the opposite. Like you said, we'll get into the slow motion bits. I'm of the opposite mind on that. But I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for Judge Dredd. The, the 95 film. Now, when I watched Judge Dredd, when I was, you know, an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Or 12 or however old I was, because uh, I wouldn't have watched it in 95. I'd, you know, I'd, probably we, like we didn't see that shit in theaters. Probably like um, 97, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Probably Something 97 like I watched it. So I was probably like 12 years old. I liked it a lot. Okay. I thought it was a fun 
kind of silly. It's got some decent practical effects in it, from my recollection. But I'd never read a Dread comic. I knew it was a comic. So I was stoked about like, yeah, keep making comic book movies because I fucking love them. And luckily I got my wish. So we get things like Endgame and... uh, yeah, yeah we get things like that now. I was going to say Justice League, but ooh, that's a fucking train wreck. So yeah, if uh, you don't know, the character Judge Dredd is based on the 2000 AD comic strip Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. The creators, John Wagner and Carlos Esquera, I believe mm-hmm. is how you pronounce his name. I don't think that 1995's Judge Dredd, I don't think it'll be the worst film that we've watched. Right? Like, as our, I don't, as I don't our think, bad movie. I don't think by a long stretch. I think we're going to have fun with it. I think there are things that we're going to want to change. Certainly. Like but, casting, for one. <laughs> yeah. At least one thing, and I'll get into that later, that I'd like to change about. Uh, Dread is a 2012. This is like, what would you describe this as? Like an action drama? Full throttle. No I holds say, barred. I would say science fiction action film. Science fiction action flick. I like it. Uh, it takes place in Mega City, which is a vast, violent metropolis. It looks kind of like, um, kind of like a New York City, uh, <laughs> you know, d- disdain future. Uh, this released it, September 21st of 2012, directed by Pete Travis, stars Carl Urban, Olivia Thrillby, which Thrillby. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen her in more stuff. <laughs> uh, is it, th- is it, is it Thrillby? I think it's Thrillby. Thrillby. Yeah, it is yeah, Thrillby. Excuse like me. Lena Headey, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Why is he in this? <laughs> He's in this? No. Where? No. Oh, it's mixing a motherfucker. Yeah. Why would you mix no. the cast on this? Uh, yeah, like you're saying, Carl Urban, Lena Headey, Olivia Thirlby, uh, Wood Harris, and Dom Hall Gleason. Very good. Um, and there's probably a couple other names in there, but that was what I pulled from, you know, the, the most popular. First impressions? I was thrilled with Olivia Thirlby's performance. Yeah. I thought she was immaculate. It doesn't hurt. She's cute as a button. She's very you cute. You know what I mean? She's yeah. just a little cutesy, uh, but a really good dramatic performance out of her. Way to, you know, kind of fucking roll with the punches and shit. Carl Urban. I don't need to say anything about Carl Urban. Fantastic. He's, he's in, he's a, the guy's a chameleon. He's in so much shit and he plays so many vastly different characters. Yeah. But the best thing about Carl Urban Great dread mouth. Great. Like the, um, yeah. His like scowl per- that he always has on perfect his perfect dread mouth. On his on his mouth that you think this is fucking New York City. <laughs> I'm Judge Dread, goddammit. Dude, just all of his uh like mannerisms as dread yeah. spot on. That was great. So a couple things. This is basically a future United States. It's a wasteland. What so, I saw is it's so it's, late twenty twenty one. Right. What I saw is it's it's called or known as Cursed Earth, but I don't think they said that within the film. I, I think they might have, like, it, that the Mega City 1 is nestled inside, inside of the of, Cursed Earth. Because uh, they do make reference to it in Judge Dredd, I'm almost positive. Okay. So, Mega City 1 is, I don't know about the 95 film, but in this... You're about to. It's essentially almost the whole East Coast. Is right. this massive city? Yeah, um, and I th- I don't know. That's really cool. It's- they had the uh, the mega blocks. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So imagine imagine a city block that is a hundred stories high, like apartments on top of apartments on top mm-hmm. of apartments, and each floor has its own like med center, general store, blah 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 blah. 
it's a really cool sci-fi concept to just think of a mega block and then to actually see it on screen. It like, it comes together really well and mm-hmm. helps you get the scope of the city where you're like, okay. And this is a very gritty, just dirty, kind of nasty, right? I, y- yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it sets the tone for sure. Yeah. So into the I'm like four minutes into it, and I'm absolutely loving it. I, I didn't remember watching it when it originally came out. I know that I had a couple of things. The bike, Dred's bike, loved it. Cool. Uh, it looks different in the 95, and I think I prefer the 95 one. But okay. again, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. I just mean stylistically. Yeah. Um, but I did like the bike. I thought it was really cool. Where they've got these like dirt bags doing the slow-mo drug that you take like through an asthma inhaler. So it slows down this this science fiction drug called slow mo. Yeah, you inhale it, and it your brain perceives time moving at one tenth normal speed. Yep. But then there's like a little visual hallucination with it, like everything has like a uh, like a sheen of like bubble on top of it. Yeah. Where it's got like oil slick on wet pavement coming mm-hmm. up to it. Yeah. Uh, you don't learn exactly what it is until a little bit later in the film. I mean, I think you understand that it's a drug. Right. Yeah. You see them inhale it, but they explain it a little later in the film. So, so tell me, um, while I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, one reason this might have gone kind of unnoticed, not unnoticed. I mean, it was a popular film at the time, but I I think of it as like a hidden gem now because cinematically, the way that they shoot a lot of these scenes with the guys getting high on this drug, Mm -hmm. cinematically speaking, ahead of its time. Yeah. I, I think so. It, like, it looks uh, just so good. So, what's a movie like this cost? The budget estimated, from what I found, it, uh, was $50 million. But the problem is, with this film, and I think it, I think you're right, I think it has kind of a cult following now. Yeah. And a lot of people are surprised that, you know, nearly 10 years later, there's not another Dread film. Yeah, I it, it's in my notes like twice. I want a sequel. I, I want I want a trilogy of this. Yeah, so it it lost a little bit of money. Yeah. actually. Yeah, I uh, I see that. It looks like it took uh, forty one and a half mil in the box office. Yeah, so you you lose about what eight and a half million on that. And close maybe, to it, maybe a little bit more by the time everything is said and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So surely they made some of that back in merchandising. And may, actually, yeah. Th- now that you say that, maybe they did. I hope that they did. Yeah, I, I would really love to see another one of these. There, I I think there's been a TV series in the works, but I haven't heard a lot about it. With Carl Urban, I don't, I don't know. I think he's expressed interest. Oh, fucking, I bet. But because he's perfect for it, exactly. He's perfect for it. Yeah, but I don't know that there's a lot of news yeah. about that. So, so let's get this ain't you, you this ain't your granddad's dread. Yeah. All well, right. Can you explain a little bit about like this is some filthy, <laughs> fucking hyper violent, dirty, yeah, sweaty. Probably everything smells like piss. <laughs> it just is real gross. Well, can you explain a little bit about like the character judge? You know what I mean? Like judge what dread, they, like what they do, or the judges themselves. Yeah. So judges, all right. Imagine, think about Detroit City, RoboCop style, and then imagine that Detroit City, RoboCop style, is full of Batmen, but Batmen are sanctioned by the government and totally okay with murder. That's what a judge is. They are judge, jury, and executioner. So if they see you commit a crime, they can sentence you right there on the spot. Yep. Or if you refuse to comply, they can just fucking murder you in cold blood. 
And they do talk about people being born in the city and then they come out the other end. As a, it's the city's a meat it's grinder. It's a meat grinder, yeah. Because it is. Mm-hmm. They take dead bodies and they repurpose them as fuel to like make make more food and shit. Uh, so they just turn people into fertilizer when they're dead. Yeah. Which in an overpopulated wasteland type of city, uh, in their particular economic constraints, I could see that being a very proactive solution to how do we feed these fucking people. Right, because there's... Uh, Hot dogs. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, there's 800 million people in this city. This metropolis. Ooh, that's a lot of motherfuckers. And yeah, the they are judge, jury, and executioner. And they report to... Or like their, their, uh, their main building or whatever. It's the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which uh, you don't get a look at the Hall of Justice in this. Um, and a lot of this stuff will come back. And this is the big reason I want a sequel. Is because you get you get to see more of the inner workings of the city itself in the Judge Dredd 1995 film. Okay. So I'm really excited to watch it. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It probably sucks real bad. <laughs> it's probably going to be terrible. But as far as like, um, you know, canonically learning new things about the city and the environment, I think you could make a trilogy out of this. No problem. Yeah. Uh, as long as you get Carl Urban because he's fucking perfect. He's perfect. Yeah, he really is perfect. You could not have cast him better. A, a big thing, a big reason I really fucking like this movie is because it doesn't waste time no it, it, it gets, does not it gets straight into it it gets right to the point it's an hour and a half and it's just fun quick, quick adventure in and out yeah some little bit of hyper violence you know what i liked about um uh, one thing you'll know about me is i can stomach gratuitous gore in a film but i don't like it i, I think it detracts Same. it detracts from the art of storytelling i've never watched a really gory movie and then had nightmares about it or been scared or been uncomfortable or, or anything like that. It's just like, oh, God, fuck, that's gross. Well, what the fuck? It, like the Saw movies or something like. Right, exactly. Now, if you've ever seen uh, like The Exorcist, The Exorcist to date, we watched The Exorcist this past Halloween at the drive-in. Yes, we have a drive-in theater. It's fucking awesome. But even, you know, me and Alicia still watching it, we're like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Yeah. Like this movie is fucking, I'll give you the heebie-jeebies. Uh, so it goes to show that gore is not important. It's not as important as the art of storytelling and how to present that there are actual high stakes in the film. Mm-hmm. So that being said, there is a lot of hyper violence in this. The goriest parts of this movie, I didn't find that gory because of the cinematography, like yeah. the way that it's shot and the way that it's presented. It's not exactly. It's not gross. Yeah. It like you can tell that it's very violent, and they're like, "Holy shit! Whoa! What the fuck!" But uh, it's not, I don't know, it doesn't give you that ooh kind of gotcha vibe to it. Right. Um, one thing I forgot to mention up top, the screenplay was done by Alex Garland, who is, if you don't know Alex, Alex Garland, he's fantastic. He wrote Ex Machina. Oh, God, Ex Machina is and, so good. Wrote and directed. We're uh, going to have to do Ex Machina on the show. Yeah. And he wrote and directed Annihilation. Very nice. Uh, what else? One more thing. He wrote 28 Days Later, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. 28 Days Later. Is that the, the zombie, zombie yeah, thing uh, with the, the zombies that sprint? The first time we ever saw zombies full-on <laughs> fucking sprint on a screen? It's with Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Really that good. Was, that was a pretty edgy film back back in yeah. the day, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the film had a lot of uh, ethereal vibes to it. Yeah. Um, and I love it. As far as like... Earlier, I mentioned the grittiness of the film. Yeah. I think those scenes play out really well in contrast 
to the grittiness. You know what I mean? They're kind yeah. of beautiful. They're beautiful. They're, they're just they're stunning. I the, mean, they really are. Yeah, the music. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it's one of my favorite parts of this film. Y- yeah, and I know you said, and I agree. The slow motion in movies in like the two thousands. There was a bit where everybody was on everybody that. was doing it. But now that I haven't seen that shit in ten years, and I go back and watch this, I'm like, this is the best of that. Yeah. They, they did really well. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why it's a cult classic now. Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree. I mean, for something that has a, for an era that had a shit ton of slow motion stuff, th- this is the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a little uh, talking down the case, you know, and you get a flashback to all the other gangs. I like that bit because they're yeah. in this, this uh, mega block called Peach Trees. Uh, which is yeah, peach f- trees. Which is a fun name. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like all this murder going down. Where's it going down at? <laughs> Fucking peach trees. <laughs> I need backup to peach trees. Uh, I, I like it, but there's different gangs. There's like the Red Dragons and the Judge, and they all have like Judge facial fucking tattoos. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Uh, I like I like that little stuff. Uh, so so you get you get Dread. He's getting a rookie. Yeah, and uh, the rookie is um, Anderson. It's it's uh, Olivia Thirlby. Yeah, Olivia Thirlby. Uh, she Her, she plays Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. And she's got psychic abilities. Yeah. So Dread's like, you don't wear a helmet. And she's like, <laughs> no, it messes with my psychic abilities. And he's like, fucking don't get shot in the face <laughs> or whatever he says to her. He's real hardcore the whole time, and it's it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, he he is tasked with overseeing the rookie. And giving her a pass or a fail. Yep. And they just so happen to accept a call to Peach Tree. Peach Trees? Yeah, Peach Trees. Peach Trees. I kept writing down Peach Tree. Yeah, well, that's all right. (laughs) Uh, So, Dredd and the Newbie Anderson, uh, they apprehend a dude who's working for the drug lord Mama. Uh, Again, played by uh, Lena Lena Hetty. Hetty. Lena Hetty is a very attractive lady, but Mm -hmm. they've got like... She's a nasty, like, facial the scar. scar right? I think it's like... And they, like, they put, like, I don't know, they like, smear, like, mud on her teeth and her shit. Teeth are, she yeah. looks rough <laughs> as fuck. Girl, she ain't brushed that hair in months. But I she, mean, you know, you like, a little bit of her backstory, like, she was a whore. She was a, yeah, a she was, like, a, a prostitute, yeah, and it, some dude was, like, beating on her, and she bit his dick off and yeah. fucking murdered him. That's rough. That is some That's rough, a rough stuff. way to go out. Uh, anyway, she looks she looks great in the whole thing. So they apprehend this dude, and they're gonna get and they're gonna interrogate him. And Mama, who is like the overseer of the whole Peach Trees Mega Block, has that shit fucking locked down. Mm-hmm. So you've got Dread, you've got Anderson, and you've got uh, who plays the K. The, K, K, that's I his, the character's that's, name. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, who plays him? That's Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Uh, who's great in this? Yeah, by he's the really way, good. he's very really like kind of intimidating, mind fucky uh, kind of role. You know what I liked though when he gets so he gets captured by uh, Dread. Oh yeah, and uh, Anderson. Yeah, right. But he doesn't really say anything for a while. Right? No, no. There's a bit where they're like riding the elevator down. She's like, "Sir, he's thinking about going for your gun." And then Dread just looks at him. He's like, "He's not thinking about it anymore." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like the way. All these people, you know, they, they know there are judges, and then they know there is Judge Dredd. Yeah. Like, a bunch of them know him the, by name. Even the judge, like, like... Yeah, and the judges know him as, even like... all the other judges are like, that's... That's the, fucking Dredd. That's the dude you don't fuck with. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a hardcore motherfucker. He, you've got him locked down, and then yep. Mama announces on the intercom, she's like, somebody, you know, fucking bring me his head or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now you've got, like, a John Wick situation... But before John Wick, one of the John Wicks, <laughs> pick a pick a wick, 
could be Wick Two, could be Wick Three, Wick Three, Pick a wick. the Wickening. <laughs> I I don't know. There's so many fucking cool gadgets in this. The, the stun grenade, which is pretty much just like a, a flashbang, was awesome, dude. Uh, those little tiny respirators they take out when yeah. he's got like he's gonna gas them or whatever. And they have these little, little itty bitty, bitty yep. little itty bitty. It's like a little mouth guard and it covers your your nostrils. And it's just a respirator. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking gangster, man. That is some cool tech right there. But going back to the beginning real quick. The hot shot? Yep. Yep. When they're chasing the first group of bad guys that you see, he uses what's called a hot shot. Mm-hmm. And he shoots it like right into the guy's mouth. It's almost like, like an incendiary. Um, it's like a, it's like a Roman candle on steroids. Yeah. It, but a single shot <laughs> Roman candle on steroids. And he's like, uh, what's he say to him? He's got this badass line. He's Dude. like, you think you're tough stuff, huh, hot shot? And he's like, what'd you say to me? He's like, I said, hot shot. And then it scoots in on the gun and the gun's like, Bling, hot shot mode. You know, and then he shoots the guy in the fucking mouth and his head catches on fire and shit. It's badass. He's got, it looks badass. Yeah. And he's got so many good one-liners in this film. Oh, yeah. Some of them are a little cheesy. I mean. but I th- Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what kind of makes it. You know what I mean? You've been judged. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like, it's like, uh, Christian Bale's, uh, excuse me, Chris Chin Bale's. Chris Chin Bale. Chris Chin Bale, his Batman, only yep. not stupid. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I love, love, love the Dark Knight Do you trilogy. Because the first two were good and the third one fucking Man, sucked. All right. Look, don't I like, me. I like the second of the, <laughs> I like the second movie of the Dark Knight trilogy. First one was a little boring. The third one's, <laughs> Born in darkness, Batman. <laughs> I wish, God, I wish Dread it was Dread versus Bane in this movie. Lock up, lock down peach trees, Batman. Dread. You almost sound like it's almost like a uh, John Lithgow slash Sean Connery that you get going on right there. It's even better. It's even better. That's what he's doing. Is Bane right? So lockdown. Cool we're lo- gadgets, we're gadgets, down, uh, gadgets out the ass. Yeah, and essentially war begins because Mama. Oh yeah! All of a sudden, there's hundreds of people just, in this building that are just like two judges. I killed two judges. Yeah, and no big deal. There's a hundred of us. Yeah, there's just a ton of gang members, and they're fucking after the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because as the movie goes on, and more of them have been just brutally fucking murdered, they all start getting a little more uneasy about it. They're like. Uh, maybe we're not winning. Fuck. There's a there's a there's a piece where like two of the two of the like uh, henchmen or whatever they see J- dread around the corner and they're like, "Fuck, why'd we have to see him?" Like they're like real stressing out about yeah. it. They're right. like real stressing out about it. A part that I thought was kind of fucked up. They get to the med center. The guy, the med guy. There's only one person in the medical center, by the way. I right. Don't know why. One guy. Maybe everybody uh, else is out to lunch. Or maybe everybody else went and picked up a gun and they're like, yeah, let's fucking kill Dredd. Fuck it. Million credits or whatever. He t- he basically tells Judge Dredd to fuck off. Like, he does not allow them into the med center, which yeah. is, it's its its own center in itself, right? Yeah. It kind of locked down. It's like, yeah. So that guy's safe. Yeah. And Dredd's not having it. That's the first place he goes because we need a position we can hold down. <laughs> <laughs> but. And uh, this ain't it, Dredd. You yeah. know, it's, uh, that too too bad. But eventually they make it to the 76th floor where Ma sets up these rotary cannons. Dude. All right. I love, I love three things. Yeah. I love the dimples just above a woman's buttocks on Mm -hmm. her back. Yep. I love a minigun and a Gatling gun. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, dude, these like, 
cement post mounted fucking Gatling guns are badass. Yeah. This is one of the better representation representations of a Gatling gun that you've seen on screen since Terminator. Mm-hmm. They r- really. Yeah. Really. Because a lot of movies kind of fuck it up. They they fuck it up when they go to do a minigun or a Gatling gun and they it just it's it's wrong. It's mm-hmm. just you're doing it wrong. Uh, the difference between a minigun and a Gatling gun, I believe, is a Gatling gun is a mounted stationary weapon. A minigun is something you can actually hold. So normally it shows it's got uh, the, big, yeah. the big two-handed deal like in Doom. Mm, they use those a lot in uh, the Uncharted video games. Yeah. Or is it Uncharted? I think so. I think the one Uncharted game that I played had a minute. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. that may be the case. I think that's what it is. Um. Yeah, so these these things are fucking badass. They've got them lined up across the block from where Dred's at. They're fucking. They're like trying to collapse that that quarter of dude, the building. It's it, fucked up because they kill so many innocent people. So <laughs> many, like hundreds of innocent so people. So many, and there's people that are like, "Fuck, get in the apartment." Like that's gonna save it's, you. Yeah. No. No. You, no. Get on the next. <laughs> get like three floors lower. That would probably be your best bet. So. Uh, so anyway, the the way these the way these um super uh buildings are made is you can walk around the block and then there's a big hollow bit in the middle that's like a mm-hmm. skyline that goes all the way up. Yeah. So there's a couple of bits where they like throw people off and shit like that, but you know. Yeah. I just kind of want to paint a picture for you if you haven't seen the film. Right. Judge sees it like while this is happening, a bullet goes through a particular wall and Judge sees light, so they he what's he shoot at the wall? I think it's he, an incendiary no, no, it was high explosive, something like that. Yeah, yeah, explosive round, He's, armor he sees light something. and he shoots the wall. You know, fucking big explosion mm-hmm. opens up a he he bra- basically breaches an outer wall. Yeah, and what's uh, crazy is they jump through it without thinking twice. Yeah, knowing that that one particular floor happened to have a fucking a fucking thing on the um, other side where they're going to lay it's like a like a vert ramp yeah they Skate had a vert for ramp kids, yeah, for these kids of, that were outside bunch of kids out there smoking cigarettes and <laughs> drinking carbonated sodas and listening to the misfits listen, <laughs> listen to the misfits a little afi is that too punk rock for you <laughs> tell you what uh you hate hating all this lockdown stuff can't wait to go out and drink with your friends well there's a little thing called drinking a beer in an alley it's called punk rock sweetie look it up get on it after breaching the outer wall, they call for backup. Mm-hmm. Um, they return inside. Oh, they they haven't been able to make radio communication yeah, to the exactly. Hall of Justice. Because they're on a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ton of metal. I assume that... Just metal. Comms concrete just, out the ass. Yeah, comms just... They can't get a, yeah. a hold of them. And such a fucking cool part. Judge finds Maz Henchman, uh, Caleb. He's just the... I don't know if you remember him. See the blonde guy with, yes. the, with the blue robot eyes? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. That's uh, Dom Hall. That's which Dom Hall Gleason. Which one's Caleb? He, he's, be, he's beside her in like the first, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Okay. Um, Just one of her henchmen. Another main henchman guy. Yeah. Judge finds him and he throws him off the fucking balcony right in front of Ma. Oh, yeah. Fucking remember that shit? That was badass. And he just walks away. Walks right back yeah. out. Yeah, because she just spent all her Gatling gun bullets. Like, what are you going to do, bitch? You got nothing? And she's just fucking staring him down like, God damn that judge. son of a bitch. That was one of my favorite parts of this movie, dude. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, dude, just gangster. So then him and Anderson, they get into like, and their, their hostage that they still have. Uh, what did you say his name was? K? K. K. They get into his mind, right? Yeah, they, they find a room to kind of like hole up in for a few minutes. 
And he's like, Anderson, fucking do your thing. <laughs> and she like gets inside of his mind. Kay is kind of fucking with Anderson a little bit. Like, I know how to make you uncomfortable. So it's like, like making her suck his dick because it's in his mind. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, you don't you don't get it because she seems so like sweet and controlled and kind of innocent. He thinks a thing while she's reading his mind that makes her so uncomfortable. She just like kind of has a knee jerk reaction and fucking like hits him with the butt of her gun in his face. Yeah. So he's trying to do that while she's getting in his mind Mm -hmm. and she starts like fucking with him hard (laughs) and you for like the first time in the whole movie you get the sense that like she's kind of a sick fuck you think like she is a sick twisted individual how would you think if you grew up your whole life and you could see everybody else's thoughts you might be well composed on the outside but in the things that you think internally you could be a sick sick puppy but Mm -hmm. you know how to outwardly project that you're innocent, that you're non-threatening, that you're, you know, whatever. Um, but from the things that she was doing to him and that scene where she's in his mind, mm-hmm. I was like, you're fucking a sick puppy, lady. I didn't get that. I just, I feel like she had to react like that in order to yeah, hold her she, ground. She did it so, yeah, like, confidently and just like a throwaway, like, oh, it's, you know. She's like, uh, so he's got a mental image of Anderson down on her knees, presumably sucking his dick that you don't get to see. Uh, I don't know why you would want to. That would be a different movie. Uh, but Sucario. So Sucario 7. Uh, she, she walks up behind him in his mind again. And then she's like, oh, yeah, interesting. And he looks down and it's, it's Maul. And she biting his biting bite, his dick biting off, his yeah. Dick off, Ugh. like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You, you get a little thing there, like, well, she's not so she's not so uh, like innocent and gun shy, right? To do something that I, I don't know. I thought it was a really interesting scene. It was really well shot, and it was good character development. Mm-hmm. They get into his mind, and they find out that Peach Trees is the center for uh, is the center of the slow mo production and distribution, right? And just after that, though, shit goes down and we get a lot of back and forth action because Kay escapes because, as you mentioned earlier, those, yeah. those two kids, He's they're hiding to... behind a corner mm-hmm. and they say, oh, fuck, man. Because there's they see Dread and they're like, fuck, why'd it have to be us? Yeah, right, right. Right. They encounter Dread and through that encounter, Kay is able to escape, but he takes Anderson hostage. Right. And that's when we get a lot of back and forth action. So, yeah, uh, Kay disarms Anderson, and he, he takes her to Mama. Mama. Mama? Mama? <laughs> I love one of the lines from uh, Dread. I think he gets on the intercom, maybe, and he says, uh, essentially to all the people, Mama is not the law. No. I'm I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're found aiding and abetting her, yep. you will also be judged. Yep. And uh, he's just like... I'm fucking coming for you, and you're gonna die. That's it. Yeah. I'm not not taking you in. Not gonna no. question you. Not gonna. I'm just gonna fucking kill you. Ah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make my way all the way up to the tippy top where you're yep. hiding, and I'm gonna fucking I'm murder gonna you fucking in cold blood. Yeah. This film is so gritty, man. That's why I fucking love it. It is. Uh, I feel like it's very underrated. So it is. Um. It's kind of like like. Uh, it is kind of like vengeance and justice embodied in in one 
in one cinematic showing of one individual. Like, look how hard ass this fucking dude is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I think you mentioned this early, but earlier, but the uh, incendiary fire. Oh, that's yeah. where we. I think we get this for the first time, right? Yeah. Is that where we see that I for think, the first time? I think or? so. It, it's like um, it's like imagine the Roman candle thing I was talking about, but when the ball gets close, it like spreads into yeah. a shitload of them. That's. Yeah, it's just like like raining fire from the sky kind of thing. He sets a bunch of dudes on fire. Yeah, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> that really gun, cool. man. That yeah. fucking pistol is so, like Brick, Brick had a grenade and there was a guy on fire. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Mama calls in some corrupt judges. Oh yeah, she does. One thing I do want to say though, the through the whole movie, uh, what's the actor's name that plays the blonde guy with the robot eyes? Dom Hall Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason. Thank you. Uh, it shows Mama like gouging out his fucking eyes, so he's got like robot eyes, and mm-hmm. she like is kind of like mentally and maybe a little physically torturing this guy through the entire movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's really good casting on his part. So he's like the tech guy, the tech guy in the chair. One thing that I thought was really charming about this entire movie is. How it's it's super society and everything's super high tech, uh, but it's pretty obvious that everybody in the slums just kind of uses what they can get their hands on. So this guy controls like the security system mainframe of peach trees or whatever, where there are probably thousands of cameras and they're all like just shit resolution. Yeah, they're, they're like real gritty and grainy and mm-hmm. it just I don't know. It fits the aesthetic really well. Yeah, something I I think. Something that I thought was hilarious, like, he doesn't have an actual name throughout this entire film. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason's? Yeah. His character doesn't have an actual name throughout this entire film. I thought that was kind of weird. Probably bitch. Right. That's how she treats him. She's like, yeah. fucking pull up the cameras, bitch. But if you look on the IMDb, it just says Clan Techie. <laughs> I guess that's all you need, man, is a little I clan. guess. I kind of wish he did have a name in the film. He yeah. plays a pretty big role, I think. Yeah. Um, I know we haven't talked about him much, but yeah, he's I, he's in it quite. A, he's the guy in the chair. You yeah, know he's what the I mean? techie. I yeah, mean, you flip it back to the techie guy all the time to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get these dirty judges in there. She's like, uh, "What do you What do you pay us to to take out dread?" She's like, five hundred thousand. He's like, "No, a million. No, a million. This is yeah, dread. A million. This is Judge Dread. We're talking about. Yeah, Say no, she ain't no puppy. <laughs> uh, so you know, you got yeah, yeah. So you got dirty judges on the job, and like in morality, I mean, and also likely in hygiene uh, <laughs> as well. They're probably also pretty fucking gross. Oh, I'm sure. So as soon as Dread runs into one, now now they've been separated. So yeah, Anderson. K- and, yeah. Kay took Anderson mm-hmm. to Mama, and Mama wants to keep Anderson alive. Probably a huge mistake on her part. I was the only, well, it is the only collateral she has, but, you know, uh, there's another thing I want to touch on here shortly. So it's just Dread by himself, and he runs into another one of these judges, and they're like, oh, thank God we found you. You know, we got a call about your situation. And he's like, he's like, yeah, we've been in here looking for you, Dread. And he's like, me. <laughs> there were two of us. So he's like immediately hip to yeah. the sitch mm-hmm. and uh, they, you know, fucking ensue in a battle. Dude. Dude. So there, there's just a, like a little scuffle in a in a corridor. And is that a piece of pipe? What does he grab? Just like a piece of pipe. Mm. He fucking hits this dude so hard in the throat. No, that I he, thought it was his gun. I thought he did it with his it gun. It might have been his gun. I didn't get a good look at it, but he fucking caves this dude's throat yeah, in. I wrote here, gun gun to the throat. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. He just like, just 
absolutely pummels him in the throat with his gun. But before that, the guy's choking Dread, right? Right. And then Dread fucking gun to the throat. Yeah. And the amazing line that we get. What's he say? Joke on that. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he says. Fucking joke on that. Uh, yeah, dude. All his one-liners are fucking perfect for this. Dude, They're so amazing. Good. Um, yeah, so this stuff's great. So there's, uh, there, so uh, eventually Kay has Anderson tied up on her hands and knees. Yep. And he's picked up her gun and he's like, oh shit, I've been needing to get me one of these. And he's like, I've been wanting one of these for a while. And before he even touches it, because again, I had no recollection of watching this movie back in 2012. Now, I, I, did you, was this a thing that you just knew about Judge Dredd going into the movie is that the guns are nope. user specific? Nope. Okay, then that makes more sense canonically. I thought, because I already knew that only a judge can use their own gun. I didn't know that. Like, like judge can't even, like, if we're both judges, I can't fire your weapon because it'll blow my fucking arm off. But I just knew that from being, like, a comic book nerd and having seen the old one. And I thought that that, like, even in that universe, that that was general knowledge. But that's why he says at the beginning of the movie... If someone is able to take your weapon away from you, that's an automatic fail. Mm -hmm. Because he's like seeing if she's judge material or whatever. Yeah. So she gets the gun taken away from her. He was like, oh, I'm going to fucking enjoy killing you. <laughs> and she's like, I just keep thinking about how fucking stupid you are. And he goes to shoot her. And <laughs> surprise, surprise. It blows his fucking arm off. And it is savage. Yeah. That was fucking. Woo. Would you like me to give you a hand? <laughs> That would be the line. Right. Yeah. I wish she would have said it, though. But like in the guise of Judge Dredd, <laughs> like make his, make his frowny face. So, yeah, I guess each pistol has a DNA scanner. Yes. Yeah. It, ver it verifies the user every time it's touched. Yeah. Man, that's so badass. And it's pretty badass. That's what I mean. Like about it being like a super high tech society. But then the cameras for this fucking super block are like, well, they're like from like a 1980s uh, fucking like VA club program. But I feel like a lot of that 1980s style comes back in a lot of the technology because in the beginning we see a drone. It doesn't a lot of the, stuff. It's kind of Blade Runnery. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got yeah. kind of like a like an OG Blade Runner vibe to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. We go back to Dread. Mm -hmm. um, he kills another judge. Yeah, but yeah. he runs out of ammo. Yeah, the, Dread, so the, Dread does. There's a six shootout scene between him and two of the other bad judges, uh, and Anderson's making her way back down to Dread. Mm -hmm. uh, he is hiding behind a wall. He runs out of bullets. The other cop, the other judge, knows he's out of bullets. Yep. Fucking loads up armor piercing. Armor piercing. Yeah. Shoots straight through a fucking concrete wall and straight through Dread. Ouch. He's like laying on the ground about to die, and he's like, wait. And the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're Judge Dredd, all that shit. You're finally about to die, and you want me to wait. wait because yeah. why? You're afraid to die, and then cut, 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 cut. There's Anderson. Anderson. He's like, I was waiting for her to fucking shoot you. <laughs> or whatever he said. Like, I was just waiting on her. Uh, so Anderson gets back up, and like a badass, he just like field dresses himself. Oh, dude. I, yeah. So I wrote about the uh, field dressing. It's, again, we go back to the fucking technology, man. Yeah. The, the field dressing is just like... Like it's just auto auto tightening stitches. It's yeah and shit. It was fucking cool, man. What the fuck, man? Did you see like did you notice like how much blood is on the floor when he gets up though? That's a hard ass mo there's fucking three or four pints of blood on the ground. Yeah. And he's just like, All right, let's kill this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I mean, it's dread, baby. He has his dread, baby. <laughs> He's just like, I wonder, I don't know enough about the comics to know if the, if judge dread has a supernatural quality about him, mm. but it almost seems like he might. I like there's just something about him that's a little harder to kill than your average individual. Right. I didn't get that from this film. Again, I haven't seen or haven't read, you know, I don't know anything about the past Judge Dredd material. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't get that from this film. Could be, though. I just think he's a fucking hard ass. So, uh, <laughs> eventually he he gets up there. Him and Anderson get up to Mama, and they're like, listen here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you fucking... You're about to be... You're, you've been judged. What does she... So, when they raid Mama's room... Yeah. She's wearing like this... It's a dead man switch. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. If you're familiar with the concept of a dead man switch... Essentially, it's a trigger that is rigged to a shit ton of explosives. Like, if her heart rate stops, it will trigger the explosives. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ha-ha, got you now. I'll blow this whole motherfucker because the transmitter's in this room, and if you kill me, fucking fuck you. And I'll kill myself if you come to try to get me or whatever. So, he shoots her. He shoots her. <laughs> he, in the, shoots. he just He's like, fuck this. He's like, fuck he, y'all. I'll roll the dice on he, that. He calls her bluff because he knows, right? Mm-hmm. So, he, sh- he shoots her in the side to keep her alive. Yep. And then he fucking just pumps her up with that slow-mo. He pumps her up with a slow-mo. Reads her her fucking last rites or whatever and just, and just fucking throws, throws her, her from up. the top floor because yep. he's like, I don't know, 88 levels of concrete. <laughs> Let's see if that signal will reach that far. So he pumps her up with slow-mo and throws her off like 88 floors or whatever. So she is higher than bat pussy. I think it's, I want to say it's like, isn't, so there's 200 floors total. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah, no, it just came to, it just came to me yeah. like, oh yeah, there's like 200 floors total. So they're at the top. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's. 200 floors <laughs> of concrete. Like, I'll call your bluff on that shit. Yeah. Huh? And uh, he throws her off the top, and you like watch her plummet to the corridor as she's oh, high as balls. Like she's high as bat balls. But that's on this uh, on this slow mo yeah. stuff. You have never seen a criminal woman plummet to her death, shot so beautifully. It's so amazing. Like, the whole scene is just is. Go- I wish I had it as a screensaver. Like it is stunning and, to and look the, at the music that plays. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's got that kind of ethereal, yeah. uh, like you were saying, that kind yeah. of like heavenly quality about it. And the only thing that I would change about this film, and I think, you know, we're we're almost to the end, but mm-hmm. the only thing I would change is, you know, I love that music when they're doing the slow-mo. It's just, it just fits so well. Mm-hmm. I would change the music for the action scenes because it's a little on the cheesy side. Yeah, bit of the score, yeah. But other than that, man... I don't have a lot of problems with this film. I like this a lot, man. I was thrilled that you picked this. I'm going a solid 8.75 thumbs. 8.75? 8.75, man. I'm almost going a hard nine. Mm-hmm. The only reason I didn't go a hard nine is some of the casting for some of the henchmen felt a little weak for me. It was. I, this movie could have easily been 20 minutes longer, and you could have given me a little more of like exposition at the beginning. Show me a little more hall of justice. Show me a little more of the cursed earth. Show me a little more of this other, you know, show me some more of this other stuff because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the bikes have a user specific aspect to them as well. Probably show me some of that shit. Show me some more settings that the gun has. Show me why he prefers a pistol instead of a rifle like the other judges. Yeah, a couple of the other judges uh, had rifles. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like to see some of that other stuff. More than anything, I want a sequel mm-hmm. or a trilogy. I would eat up a trilogy for this. 
this was great, man. It's a, it's a movie I haven't seen in a really, really long time that I initially was not impressed with. You said, hey, let's watch Dread. I said, fucking I'll watch anything. Uh, if you've seen my browser history, you know that's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go uh, a solid nine thumbs with my only my only complaint being the music through the the action scenes. And I will agree with you about some of the casting on the henchmen. It was a little rough. Yeah. I think it got the job done with the budget that they had. 50 million. I mean, obviously, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But for this, uh, it probably went elsewhere. All right. So, uh, I think we wrap that up a little faster than normal. Uh, one thing I've been wanting to do here is to play a little game. So, I want to add some games to the show. Uh, I think I think what would be cool is if we had like five or six games in our repertoire. But uh, we're just going to start with one. It's a really easy, basic trivia game. So, uh, what I've got here is... I'm going to do a couple of things and I, and I want to let you, I want to let you choose, uh, since we're kind of figuring this out and this is going to be our first uh, introduction to this. I'm doing action movie trivia. Okay. Okay. There are 10 questions and two pages. So first off, would you like to, each page has 10 questions. Would you like to do page one or page two? Uh, 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 Page one. Okay, page one it is. <laughs> and would you like the first five questions or the last five questions? The last five questions. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You are going to answer. I'm going to ask you five questions. And I think the way to do this, let me, let me ask you what you think about this. Would you like to take a drink for every wrong answer and keep answering until you answer correctly? Or would you like the loser to take X amount of drinks? Uh... I think we'll go with the former. The former? Yeah. Rather than the latter? <laughs> okay. All right, sweet. It's got a little sound effects and shit. All right. So what gas is what gas is used to turbo the cars in the Fast and the Furious? Your options are nitrous oxide, carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, or nitrogen dioxide. Oh shit. Uh A. That is correct. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. How many people does John Wick kill John Wick? What the fuck? How many people does John Wick kill John Wick? Probably in John Lord, Wick. Probably in John Wick. It's just missing in. So your possible answers are 34, 77, 53, or 128? Uh, 73. Uh, 53, 77, 34, 128. Sorry. 53, 77? 77. 77. Oh my God, you're on fire. John Wick kills 77 people, but he's just getting started. In John Wick <laughs> Chapter 2, he easily tops that with a body count of 128. Where does Vernita Green hide her gun in Kill Bill Volume 1? Cereal box, toilet tank, flower pot, or vegetable drawer. I assume that's a crisper. Ooh, man. It's been too long since I've seen this film. Yeah. Uh, Cereal box, toilet tank, flower pot, or vegetable drawer. 15 seconds. <laughs> um, I'm not certain, but I'm going to go with the toilet tank. Oh, so sorry. Drink your beer. <laughs> What was it? Where does Vernita Green hide her gun in Kill Bill Volume 1? Cereal box, flower pot, 
or vegetable drawer. I also would have guessed toilet tank. Fuck. Uh, cereal box, flower pot, or drawer. <laughs> flower pot. Fuck! Oh, two strikes! <laughs> All right, and again, where does Vernetta Green hide her gun in Kill Bill Volume 1? Possible answers are cereal box and vegetable drawer. Nerds everywhere screaming at you and cussing. <laughs> you fucking idiot, why don't you know this? The drawer. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the correct answer was cereal box. <laughs> Vernetta tries to surprise the bride with a pistol hidden in a box of cereal, but the bride hurls a knife into Vernetta's chest. All right, so All right. I guess I have to watch that movie now. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen Kill Bill. Here we go. Question number four: Which film features a fl- uh, which film features a fight scene in which Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck? Uh, actually, no, this one: uh, Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon. The Big Boss or Game of Death. Fist of Fury. So sorry. Drink your beer. In which film features Bruce Lee breaking the neck of Monsieur Jackie Chan? (laughs) Enter the Dragon, Big Boss, or Game of Death? Game of Death. This shows how much I these know are, about. Man, these are pretty hard trivia questions. I, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I happen to know this one. Which feature film <laughs> in a fight scene where Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck? Enter the Dragon or The Big Boss? Enter the Dragon. That's correct. <laughs> Jackie Chan makes an uncredited cameo appearance towards the end of Enter the Dragon in the big fight scene in the cave. Bruce Lee grabs him by the hair and breaks his neck. Question number five. In Run Lola Run, how long does the title character have to obtain 100,000 Deutschmarks to save her boyfriend's life? 60 minutes, 24 hours, 40 minutes, or 20 minutes? 24 hours. Oh, shit. Drink your beer, motherfucker. (laughs) 60 minutes, 40 minutes. 20 minutes in Run Lola Run. How long does the title character have to obtain 100,000 Deutschmarks to save her boyfriend's life? 60 minutes. Oh, are you fucking kidding Jesus me? Jesus Christ. She are really putting her down to the button. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> in Run Lola Run, how long does the title character have to obtain 100,000 Deutschmarks? So, like 50 bucks to save her boyfriend's life. 40 minutes, 20 minutes. 40 minutes. I don't fucking know. God damn it. <laughs> So sorry, the correct answer was 20 minutes. (laughs) Lola receives a frantic phone call from her boyfriend, Manny, a bagman responsible for delivering 100,000 Deutschmarks, which he has lost. Manny is meeting his boss in 20 minutes and will be killed unless he has the money. All right. So do you want to read me the next five questions or do you want me to read them to myself? All right. Are you ready? Lay it on me, baby. Here we go. The, the, how my how the turntables. <laughs> All right. What does John McClane write on the first terrorist he kills and die hard? Oh. Is it now it's a party? Yippee Kaye? Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas? Or ho ho ho? Oh shit! I think it's ho ho ho. Final answer. Final answer. Ho ho ho. 
Hey, oh, yes, I fucking love Die Hard. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be awesome if the next five questions were just Die Hard? <laughs> They're all Die Hard. That would be amazing. Okay, question number seven. In Colombiana. In what? Colombiana. Colombiana? Yes, that's what I said. Okay, movie I've never seen. <laughs> Great, bring it on. What signature, quote unquote, does Catalea leave behind after each of her assassinations? Okay. Is it a playing card? A half-smoked cigarette? A lipstick kiss? Or a flower? <laughs> You're fucking nailing that, by the way. Uh, wow. Um, well, uh... A playing card. You know what? A half-smoked half cigarette. <laughs> What's her name? Catalea. Catalea? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, sounds like she. That there's a good chance she's like an attractive Hispanic lady. I'm going to go with a lipstick kiss. God. I'm sorry. Drink your fucking beer. In Colombiana. Half smoked cigarette. Final answer. Yep. (laughs) A playing card. Final answer. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a flower. I got to watch that movie. (laughs) I was like, well, that's very uh, V for Vendetta. So it's probably not that. Question number eight. It's only number eight. How does Major William Cage die the first time in Edge of Tomorrow? Is it oh, shit. alien blood dissolves him, alien eats his head, or blows himself up with a grenade, or steps on a landmine? Uh, steps on a landmine. Shit. I'm sorry. Drink your fucking beer. Alien eats his head. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I selected the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Did you really? Okay, so what was the correct answer? I'll drink. Uh, (laughs) The correct answer was Alien Blood Dissolves Him. Really? That's a really good movie. You seen Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, it is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty solid movie. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Question number nine. Way to dissolve the illusion. Just break the fourth wall. Sorry, I... (laughs) do like a family feud (laughs) (laughs) question nine when the sheriff pats him down in first blood and finds his knife what does rambo say it's for is it self-defense whittling trimming his nails or hunting hunting you are correct yeah oh i know (laughs) (laughs) oh i know Seen him from first blood all the way to blast blood. <laughs> We're just here to make a change. You got any guns? No, no, we don't have any guns. You're not changing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, final question. Okay, final question. What is the only martial arts film to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Final answer? Is that even on there? Is it? Final answer? <laughs> is it on there? Is I'm saying a- final answer. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> is correct. <laughs> Woo! I'll put some backdrop music in here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this? All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's enough of those shenanigans. I uh, hope you guys like the addition of the game. I'm also thinking about maybe playing the Leonard Malton game, uh, or if you have any other recommendations that are, in fact, movie-related, 
that we could have a little fun with and uh, throw one in every episode. Please do write me. Let me know at it's just two movies at gmail.com or at it's just two movies on the gram or the Twitters. I never check the Twitters because we we don't have we have one follower. Yeah, I don't know. Get get on Instagram. Look at my look at my uh, look at my memes. But uh, we're gonna go watch Judge Dredd. Uh, actually, I don't know if we have a commercial this time, or I might have. I might have actually gotten a hot, tasty interview. So we're just gonna throw it to commercial break. I'll fix it in post, and we'll see you guys in well, like an hour and a half our time, like two minutes your time. <laughs> so hang in there. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Hollywood Nip. Meow. Good evening. It's Tom Woodsonson, and I'm joined here with renowned vocalist, civil rights activist, and house cat, Karen. Karen, it's lovely to have you here in the studio today. You truly are a national treasure. Uh, so you're here to talk to us today about your latest novel. And it's generating quite the buzz. Already a two-times New York bestseller. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you may even just purr. Pick up your copy of Scratching at the Post today at Brands and Nurbles. Uh, so, Karen, tell me, does the main character, Lisa, reflect your own experience in the field of investigative journalism? Uh. Yes, of course she... Time in Kuwait. Okay, so there are talks of scratching at the post getting a movie deal. Any comment on who you'd like to see play the leading role, Leopold? Really? Well, I do always enjoy John Mjalkovich on screen. Uh, well, this has been delightful, Karen. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us today. All right. Well, this has been the Hollywood Nip, and I've been Tim, Timo, Timos, Todd, Todd, Tom. I'm Tom Hollywoodson. The Hollywood Nip. Meow. Special thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams. Please check out his latest project at sons.bandcamp.com. That is S-U-N-D-S dot bandcamp.com. Thanks to Lamplighter Productions for our artwork. Uh, please check out more of their stuff on Instagram at lamplighter underscore productions underscore I-L. First time listener, we're anywhere podcasts are found. But if you don't subscribe to any of those services, listen to the show for free on our website. It's just the number two, movies.buzzsprout.com. That's it's just two movies.buzzsprout.com. Want to get in touch with the show? Email us at it's just two movies at gmail.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram at it's just two movies. Want to support the show? Great. Leave a like, comment, or subscribe on whatever platform tickles your fancy. Uh, and one last thank you to our editor, head writer, producer, and host. Uh, oh, that uh, th those are all me. So, anyway, back to the show. Dannenberg back from the time capsule that is 1995 in <laughs> Cursed Earth 2021 or whatever whatever year this is based in. Uh, we just watched Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Stallone, 
Rob Schneider and others. Yeah, casting list for I got who, you, baby. Who else is in this I got beast? You, baby. I got Jorgen Prochnow. Armad Asante or Asante, however mm-hmm. you Yeah, you already said Jorgen. Jorgen Prochnow, yeah. Yeah. From uh, uh from Wing Commander Fame. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Max von Sadow or Sadow. Uh, I don't know which one. I've always sure. heard Sadow, but I'm not sure that's Sadow. Diane Lane. Diane Lane, the lovely Diane Lane of 1995. She's probably still a lovely woman. I have no idea. This was directed by Danny Cannon. Uh, That's what they used to call me back in <laughs> high school. <laughs> because you're a you're an explosive young got a, man. Got a real cannon of an arm <laughs> in a- any position that involved uh, throwing a ball that I never did. Danny Cannon of Judge Dread fame. Yep, <laughs> that's about it. No. Uh, the writers for the story, Michael DeLuca, William Wisher, uh, screenplay, also William Wisher, and screenplay was also done by Stephen E. D'Souza. This had a budget of $90 million. 90 mil? I, for 1995, that probably shows up. I mean, it didn't make money. Um, I've got that it pulled out of the box office 113.5 mil. Yeah, but that, it it really fucking throws me off. That this had a budget of ninety million dollars, yeah, but Dread twenty twelve twenty twelve had a budget of fifty million dollars. Yeah, it's because you paid a shit ton of money just to have sliced alone in it. Yeah, and I'm not sure it was a good choice. No, I, if like I so we get the opportunity to change things about this movie here. We can go. I would have done this instead of this. I would have recast Stallone, but I don't have a good. I don't have a good replacement in mind. I think it'll. I think it'll come to us. Yeah. Um. I like the intro with all the comic book yeah, covers the comic and stuff. Book that covers, was really cool. That was cool. Uh, really nostalgic, and then they immediately ruined it with the title <laughs> screen. <laughs> it looked like somebody made it in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, yeah just like the Judge Dread with the uh, yeah the emblem as the U, the like the badge yeah. as the U in Judge. Yeah. Oh, it's real weird. Yeah. They, they ruined that. Yeah. Was, the comic book was cool. The, comic, the comics were cool. And then uh-huh. just. And even the opening scene right after that, that title, that title page, uh, even that was pretty good. You've got uh, James Earl Jones doing a little voice actor uh, voiceover intro. Yeah. It opens up. You've got like a, like a prison airship airplane car thing and just fucking the- eat your heart out, Mandalorian. <laughs> I gotta say, for the most part, this does not look too bad. Yeah, it, for, it really doesn't. And I think that's probably where the budget went. Because yeah. for 1995, this thing looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, uh, a lot of it is dated, but a lot of it isn't. Yeah. There there are a few scenes that we we kind of pointed out that were... Yeah, that looks pretty good. That, yeah, but then also the opposite end. Oh, we were like, oh, yeah. that looked... E- <laughs> but it, wa- it wasn't enough to really... I don't know. I, that alone didn't ruin it. No, it was it- multiple things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, legendary funny man Rob Schneider, and everybody gives him a bad rap on, on the reel. Everybody does give Rob Schneider a hard time, but he's not phenomenal, but I, I do think he's pleasant to see in things. He makes a great cameo, and I bet you... He's got to come back. It's a coming. You think? You think you'll see Rob Schneider and more shit in the next five years? I, I don't so. I don't know. I just don't think that this was the film for Rob Schneider. No. 
Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. But they put they put a character like Rob Schneider in all of these movies. Yeah, but so I I, t- I took a peek at the trivia, and apparently there there was a lot of there was a lot of rewrites. Imagine that. Right, Stallone felt he he thought that it was supposed to be more of a comedy action film. The director wanted more of a a dark a darker film. Yeah. And yeah, the director and Stallone, apparently they didn't get along. Um, I, th- I think everyone was just a little confused as far as what this film is supposed to be. Well, and it shows. Because it's not funny. Probably trying to just, you know, work around the set all day just to cover your Janus. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, can you give me... Do you want to go through this a little bit? Or do you just want to give me a... You want to trade off like three notes at a time and then we'll just beat it up for a while? I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> Three notes at a time sounds good. So I've got here that uh, this has got a way more poppy vibe to it, kind of like a fifth element. Uh, if you remember um, yep. Mila Jovovich and Bruce Willis, Willis in the fifth element, it's kind of got that thing going on, like everything's a little more pop culture The Statue of Liberty put on a few pounds. <laughs> Yeah, she did. I like the flying cars and stuff. Uh, it's yeah, still they, it still looks like a shitty place. They're still burning vehicles in the street and stuff. People rioting. And there's a cool little robot rolling around that looks like they... So in this universe, it looks like they still recycle people into food, uh, which I guess is more accurately what the 2020 or 2012 version was getting at. So there's, a, there's an incident, and uh, I have written here, on the corner of Abbott and Costello. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if that's a real street or if that's a. This is probably why Did we they, were. This is probably why we were fighting about the script, guys. Is shit like uh, the, on the corner of Abbott and Costello. <laughs> it might be a real intersection, but it's real low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, I think. I think the main thing I really like about Stallone's costume more than Carl Urban's. It's not not that it's so poppy, but it, it's it's a little more defined, like how he has the eagle on one shoulder. Don't get me wrong. The shoulder pads—it's fucking ghoulish overkill. It's They're too much. Humongous. <laughs> way too big. Some like World of Warcraft <laughs> shit going on with humongous how do shoulder you move pads. In that, like, how do you? You're get, not. You, yeah. you could never see a person over your shoulder ever. <laughs> it would never happen because you just—it's eagle. But ah, uh, But I do like the way it's—it's it's a little more distinct looking. Like you could look at. A crowd of 30 judges and immediately be like, that one's dread. That's not a good thing, though, is it? I I don't know. It just sets him apart from the rest of them. I guess. You know what I mean? Um, well, just for how it is. One thing I did like about this, you get to see more of the Hall of Justice. You get to see more of the Cursed Earth. You get a bit of a, a jaunt around. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To see a little more of the world. It's not all done well, but... It's it does satisfy my curiosities, I suppose. For the most part, I feel like it is. It is done well, um, and that's what really surprised me. My biggest complaint, probably both of us, is the acting. Yeah, um, it's just it's so bad, and the like the clanking metal sounds when everybody walks, <laughs> and then where when Dread has the activate double whammy. And he's oh, got that a, was... a double whammy shot on his gun. I wrote I wrote that here. I, all I wrote was double whammy is bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> double whammy is bad. That was dumb. That uh, was really stupid. Uh, the way he's characterized, it is just in it. I don't know which of these is closer to canonically accurate with the comic book series. 
But in this just total abuse of power, he sends Rob Schneider uh, into the hole for five years for stealing ramen noodles. <laughs> it's a li- it's a little over the top, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, Rob Schneider hides in the robot. Yeah, he's he, like, he, hiding in the robot that's like, eat recycled mo- food. And eat ju- recycled food. So I guess it's just hot dogs made out of people. <laughs> but Judge cracks open the robot and it's just Rob Schneider covered in noodles. <laughs> right. And he's about to find out. <laughs> that being a noodle... <laughs> I, it, a lot of it's, um, a lot of it's ridiculous. Like okay, that. So, so I have here uh, Stallone dread shows too much teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of teeth. You know, one thing that you were you were talking about, uh, you should have put in your notes, and I said we'd talk about it when we when we got back in here was the the helmet situation. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't really mention this um, in dread 2012, but you do not see dread. 2012 take off his helmet ever ever and that's just it's just carl urban's grimace is yeah and that is true to the comic book um i think i read that he only took his helmet off once i don't know stallone i i know why they did it it's because it's, it's sylvester it's, it's stallone, sylvester stallone. Yeah. the the executive producers i read this like they would not allow him to keep his helmet on the, the entire film. The the most famous Carl Urban has ever been pales in comparison to how famous Stallone was in ninety five. Yeah. yeah for it's sure. like it's like paying for one of the most expensive active actors in the world to star in your movie so it does well. And it did. Uh not tremendously or whatever, but it, it, it was profitable. Yeah, it made a little bit of money. The studio was like okay, well, okay. Yeah, thank you for making us any money. I wonder. I wonder yeah. how old Sylvester Stallone was in 1995. That's an excellent question. Because like it, old it, enough it, to know that he is law. It just has me. Uh, it's got the gears turning. Like who else could we replace him with? You know, man, this is cast pretty well. But yeah, I would like to know who the biggest like blockbuster action stars were in 1995. You think, you think it was cast pretty well? Yeah, man. I think there's some really? uh, not, like not Stallone and Schneider. You could probably switch him around. He's too predictable. He's comic relief that was in everything. In The Fifth Element, it was um, Chris Tucker. Uh, so Stallone was around, I think, 48 or 49 when they did Dread. Okay. 95. So, I don't know, man. I think I think even if Stallone, if they would have been like, hey, give me a, give me a Chris Chinbale Batman. <laughs> but it hadn't come out yet. <laughs> but if Stallone would have like tried to do a... What do you mean? <laughs> it might have turned out better. He, because yeah, he's just doing Stallone. He's just doing Stallone. It, yeah. needed, it needed to be grittier. Yeah, it really... Cause like, that's, the, like the Carl Urban... He is a... Uh, if you could liken uh, uh, people to textures, he is like three grit sandpaper of a human being. He's just a rough <laughs> individual all around. Uh, in every way. Carl Urban fucking nailed it. Stallone, I there's a better choice out there. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who well, it is yet. Uh, and you you said this while we were watching it. Stallone looks really fucking young. Yeah. in this, but yeah. he's like 48. He's almost 50 years old. He looks fucking great. Yeah, he <laughs> like looks that, great. This is before he got all the Botox for not the last Rambo movie, but the one before that. You remember that when he's in South America mm, and the people are like, hey, we, "We came down here to make a difference," and he's like. You got any guns? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we don't have any guns. And he, 
You're not changing anything. <laughs> and then he, like, kills a bunch of people with a knife. Remember that? Uh, I gotta say, I, I never saw that one. It's pretty good. It's like, it's like, um, the movie Anaconda without an Anaconda, but it's Rambo. <laughs> we should do Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> it don't want none unless you got buns, hunt. We gotta find a good snake movie. Is there a good one out there? I don't know. Write me oh. at, at, it's just two movies on the gram or the Twitters, or it's just two movies at gmail.com. I would appreciate to hear from you unless you're going to tell me that I'm wrong about a movie review, in which case you're <laughs> right. And I'll save you the opportunity to write the email. Whatever you think, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. Here. <laughs> uh, we're just doing this for fun. I'm just going through the trivia a little bit. And this fucking cracked me up earlier. Uh, according to Rob Schneider, Sylvester Stallone called him and offered him the role of Fergie after first choice, Joe Pesci. <laughs> that's a better choice. That's a, that's a better choice to get Rob Schneider instead of Joe Pesci. I, Why wouldn't you get, was Chris Farley alive in 95? You should have got Chris Farley. Of course he was. You should have got Chris Farley. If they were trying to make it a comedy, yeah. But they didn't know what they wanted it to be. Well, they were either going to get Joe Pesci as a, hey, whoa, what are you doing, hey? Or they're going to get Rob Schneider as a, hey, whoa, what are you doing, hey? <laughs> so you might as well get Chris Farley because he would at least be funnier than both of them. Uh, oh, or man. like you could have done, you could have got Adam Sandler, but then it would have been the Adam Sandler show. Minus, yeah, right. Minus Judge Dredd. Uh, so... Can you give me like a like a just a a short breakdown of what this film is about? Oh hell yeah! Okay, you got Dread, you got Schneider, mm-hmm. you got Hershey. Oh Hershey, you got okay. the Her- and then you got uh, what was his name? Rex Judge Griffin. Wait, no, no you, uh, Rico. Sorry, Rico. Rico yeah. yeah, and and you got Rico, Rico, Dread, Schneider, Hershey. Dread's being a great cop. Everybody's like, Judge, you're so great. He gets framed by Rico for the murder of another senior judge. And then he chooses Hershey as his lawyer, who's also one of his partners, which I guess in this universe that works because they're judge, jury, and executioner, except when they need to go in front of a jury and judges. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that was... Um, Maybe it works canon. I have no idea. So he's framed. He's framed extraordinarily well because the DNA matches and everything. Turns out Rico, dun dun dun, is a test tube baby that is essentially uh, Judge Dredd's brother. Yeah, right. And everybody's like, you guys look so much alike, but they don't. <laughs> they don't, not they at all. They don't at all. Like, they're both broad-shouldered, if that's what you mean. I don't know, one of them looks like a sleaze bag, <laughs> and the other one looks like Stallone. So, <laughs> he gets framed, so there's another senior judge, and his name was? Was that was that Jurgen, or... Uh- no, not Jurgen Prosch now, he's bad guy. Oh, Judge Fargo. Judge Sorry. Fargo, yeah. Uh, Judge Fargo played by? Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow, yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, who's great in all kinds of stuff. So Max von Sydow's like, I'll retire and go into the Badlands if you guys will go easy on Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, great. So he's, boom, he's banished to the Badlands. And then Dredd, they're like, instead of murdering you, we're going to banish you to the Badlands. Get the fuck out of here. By the way, take Rob Schneider with you, because why not? He's Rob <laughs> Schneider. We paid for him for the whole shooting. You might as well put him in the scene. Uh, so they go, they crash their Con Air fucking jet they got going on. Which, by the way, while they're <laughs> they're in the Con Air jet, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a, another baddie that has a scar 
just like mama just like just like mama in 2012 dread so i don't know if that's a coincidence or i don't know maybe a little maybe a little maybe a callback maybe a little uh wink and a nod maybe a when you shake hands when you put your hands through your zippers your zipper pocket yeah maybe one of those (laughs) who knows All right, continue. That's the framing they set up. They they crash. There's like hillbillies, uh, mutant hillbillies. Oh, man. There's a cyborg guy. Personally, I thought the cyborg guy looked fucking awesome. Uh, same thing with uh, Rex. What's his name? R- Rico. Rico. Same thing with Rico's robot. I actually thought that looked pretty badass. Um, I love a good practical effect, though. If you can mix like puppets and robots and makeup and, and all that shit and prosthetics, I love it. The robot itself was fine. Yeah. Like it, it looked. Oh, the way it like roared the, and screamed and shit. Just, yeah, just it's. Uh, it behaved like an animal instead yeah, of, you know. A robot. A robot. Yeah, that was a, that was a little silly. Uh, yeah, no, I thought the robot looked great. The cyborg guy looked, looked, looked great. Dread and Rob Schneider sneak back into Mega City. And they narrowly escape death again. There's more fucking flying cars and shit. Um, yeah, I, I mean they eventually get Rico and and kill him. That that's the synopsis <laughs> for the whole movie. <laughs> From the time that they realize what happened, they are going to get him, and then they do. Yeah, and there's just a lot of other silly shit yeah. in the middle. So there is one bit where he's um he's talking to the cadets about like what it means to become a judge. And he's got like a little monologue. And I actually thought that was quite good. And then as I was writing it down, I thought to myself, this is probably ripped straight from the annals of the comic book itself. Probably. Uh, because yeah. I thought that the whole the whole the whole thing was good. It was like it was done well. It was like kind of powerful message. Right. It's it's uh you know what what did they call them? Obviously they're not judges yet. Cadets. Cadet okay, yeah, yeah. They're pretty young, right? They all look like they're in their early 20s. So, yeah. Yeah. Coming not, from... Not early, like, teens. It's not that kind of film. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sicario 8. Right. The Suckening. Oh, we, we already did that one, didn't we? Suckening. <laughs> oh, it's the, the fucking <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. Overall, what would you give this film? As you know, far as... Um... As it will, we'll, we'll do it as per the new staple is. I'm not sure about this new state. You need to rate it as a movie. Like if you just put it on and you were watching it and you're like, what the fuck? And you just <laughs> sat through the whole movie, but you knew it wasn't great going into it is the second one. Cause as a bad movie, I'll probably give it like an eight five. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was fun to watch. I thought it was poppy. There were lots of enjoyable things about it. Yeah, there's stuff that's bad about it. It's a bad movie. We watched <laughs> it like that way deliberately. Right. Like, I knew it was bad. Uh, well, just as I had kind of predicted, it was not... It's it's the best worst movie I think we've watched yeah. so far. Yeah, right? it, was a, it was a lot of fun. It just... Because there there are a lot of good things about this film. It looks pretty well. Or, I mean, it looks, you know... It's got high points where, like, conceptually, that's a good look for it. Yeah. The 2012 version looked a whole lot more wastelandy. Like, if you would have told me the population was through the roof and then showed me a picture of the backdrop of the one from 95 and the one from 2012 and asked me which one I thought was more densely populated, the 95 mm-hmm. version. For sure. It just seemed to be like a way busier, thicker, like denser city, yeah. kind of concrete jungle sort of vibe to it. Yeah, it did really well with that. Um, that's something I would have liked to see in the 2012 
version. Yeah. I also like to see the Cursed Earth. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Seeing a little bit of the Hall of Justice. I thought that was fucking neat. That couple of things that, you know, I had mentioned were, were not in the 2012 version. But that was really all I remembered about this movie going into it. I like the motorcycles. I like the look of the motorcycles. Yeah, you said you kind of like the motorcycle a little bit more. And Yeah, yeah, I do. It's like a fatter, um, what do they call them? Like a gold wing? Like, mm. a, like a Harley Davidson gold wing, those big old fat, yeah. fat fucking it's motorcycles. Beef, it's beefy. Yeah, just a beefy ass motorcycle that you see like old people driving. <laughs> uh, well, I, not old. I mean, in the area that we're from, if you see a guy driving a gold wing, He's probably in his fifties at least. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that, but it's like armored on top <laughs> of it, which I, is cool. The I, I like the design of them. Uh, I, I also like the ones in the the first one though. I just I think a little more like thought and detail went into the ones from ninety five. But there's also a lot of shots of them mm-hmm. in the one from twenty twelve. You get one scene with it, and then it's not in the rest of the movie. There's a couple scenes. Is there? There's uh there's also one at the end. Oh, him An- and him and Anderson mount up to go to Peach Trees. Well, there's that. So there's there's three total. I think, okay, so there's in, one at the end. At the end, Anderson heads back out after her judgment. Yeah. And we get her we get the shot of her bike, which yeah. I don't think we even actually mentioned when we were talking it, about the twenty twelve. Yeah, it, it's I don't fine. Think so. I mean, you get like um you get like, I don't know, probably Baker's dozen looks at these bikes though. Um, I don't know. I just I thought they were cool, I thought they looked neat. Yeah. Uh part of the costume I liked a little bit more. No, granted, the rest of it is like awful. It's cause it's tight. <laughs> it's just tights. It's a Leotard with like it's a Leotard with a belt and gigantic shoulder pads. It's fucking stupid. Uh, but the overall design I thought was, I don't know, it was neat looking. I, I enjoyed it. What did you think about, uh, Stallone's stance through the entire film? I thought it looked like he had like a spinal correction vest on. (laughs) Uh, he was, um, you know, like the the expression, like to puff your chest up. All right. Imagine like, all right, do it yourself. Puff your chest up. Now extend your shoulders back another two feet. (laughs) It is as far back. He's just so bizarre looking while he's standing there like that because he's his arms are clearly like way behind his back. Like he's like poking all of his shit out. <laughs> I think he thought it was supposed to be like a straight on shot and it wasn't. It was a side view. Yeah. So it they were like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. fine. <laughs> Danny and Bird will never notice that. <laughs> you know, when they when they made it in 95, I'm sure that's what they had in mind. Uh, f- famous film critics Daniel and, Bird. and Birdman of it's just two movies fame they'll never pick up on that well you know what you're wrong I saw Derek Waters in half a second of This Means War and I caught your weird stance Sylvester Stallone in Judge Dredd did it surprise you at all to see Scott Wilson in this film yes as, as, as Paul Angel yeah, yeah, it sure did. Uh, uh, Herschel, Herschel from Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh man, it's weird though. He still plays like a religious, uh, like a religious <laughs> head figure type in both. What if he was typecast since Judge Dread of nineteen ninety five? I think that's what it was. I feel like he's uh, he's always like a, a preacher or a, like a holy man or a, a very devout uh, religious figure. He's a doctor in the host. Okay. Did you ever watch The Host? Featuring? I mean, it sounds like a movie that uh, I've it's, seen. It's directed by Bong Joon-ho that did Parasite. Okay. I guess you got a poster. 
Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's a good flick. Was it pretty good? It's fun. Yeah. yeah, I've heard. I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, that's 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 a fun one. Nice. Scott Wilson was in the Ninth Configuration from 1980. He's in all kinds of shit. He was if, Captain Billy Cutshaw. If you look him up, he's a he's a that guy. Right. Yeah, um, but he's uncredited in uh, in this. Judge Dredd, 95. Wrongfully so. He's clearly the best part of the movie. Ooh, you knew. For the 32 seconds he's in it. Right. And the other uh, the other big surprise, James Remar. You know him best from... Oh, shit, yeah. Harry from Dexter. Harry from Dexter. Oh, hell yeah. Or Mortal Kombat. What was his... Uh... Listen to me, Dex. You've been judged. <laughs> I'm fucking coming for you. That's Carl Urban as... <laughs> as Harry, as, from, as James Remar, Dexter. as Harry from Dexter. <laughs> Thank you. Who was he in uh, <laughs> fucking Mortal Kombat? Oh, he was uh, Raiden. No. Was he? Yeah, wasn't he Raiden? No. In Mortal no, Kombat? that guy. That guy died of auto asphyxiation. Like he was choking himself with the belt while he was jerking off, and he he died. What? Yeah, the guy that played Raiden in Mortal Kombat. I think he was Johnny Cage. Yeah, he was... No. He was Raiden in Mortal Kombat. No. Yeah. Let me see. He he was in the first and second Mortal Kombat film in the 90s. No. Yes, I swear. That's Christopher Lambert. In the first one? Yeah. Oh, Christopher okay. Lambert... Play, play, now, he may play him in the second one, but no, Christopher Lambert was jerking off the belt around his neck and, and just... Tried to give himself too much of a, a whirly woo, and uh, life puttered out on him. Damn. Well, he. I wonder if he nutted though. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Danny. You know what I mean? Is it though? Okay, so I was thinking. I of, think Christopher Lambert would approve. I, th- I was thinking of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He was definitely. He was Raiden, Raiden. in the second Jam- one. James Remar was definitely Raiden in the second one. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do. They favor each other quite a bit. But Christopher Lambert's got that accent. There's a fucking Highlander, baby. It can only be one. Anyway, you know we're getting off on a tangent about movies that are better than this, though. <laughs> Do you know they're doing a, a new Mortal Kombat? I did. I'm excited to see it. I think it's. I think it's high time. I oh, think it's high time. I think the the techno. We now have the technology to do a Mortal Kombat movie and do it right. Yeah, we if, do. If they would make Mortal Kombat into a trilogy, I'd watch all three of them like intently. Because I think Mortal Kombat has a really interesting story. Just I don't know. The games really aren't my thing. Yeah, they're they're fine. For yeah, what they, I, I liked I liked playing them as a kid because it was fucking gory. Right, right. Yeah, they were gory and a little perverse, and you know it was it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. I just grew out of fighting games, and I've never really been great at them since I kind of quit playing them. Yeah, fighting games so, are just. They are what they are. They're fun to like rent and play for a day or two for me, and then they kind of lose steam. But I do like the story of Mortal Kombat. I like all the characters of Mortal Kombat. They've got their cool own backstories for each individual one. In the new Mortal Kombats, they got like fucking Jason Voorhees and fucking the Predator and and, uh, all all these other crazy characters. Freddy Krueger is in the new Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Right. Why? I don't know, because why wouldn't you want that as a, like if you're really true, into mortal true, Kombat, true. i'd be like yeah give me everybody terminator freddy krueger batman barney 
If we're talking Mortal Kombat, I would take Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Dude, that would be nice. Now, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? And you just, like, Mrs. Salt and Mr. Pepper, just, like, in their eyes <laughs> for a fucking fatality. You know that would be sick. And then oh, he'd be like, Steve, oh, man. where's the spine? And he'd pull it right out of their Janus program. <laughs> so there's a bunch of judges. There's a Janus program. That's the program where Dredd was born and his uh, his biological brother or whatever. And there's an old lady judge, and she's probably not into Janal. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit where Dredd has a very obvious like stick-on tattoo. Oh, man. The bad boy, the, the, the big bad robot is not very robotic. Because it just like growls and snarls and shit. <laughs> right. You know, like robots are known to do. <laughs> <laughs> the AI or the computer, yeah. what, whatever you want to call it at the end there was a little silly. Um, it seemed like it talked way too much and it, gave... It sounded like Ed 209 from RoboCop. <laughs> it sounded... Ju- oh, by the way... It sounded I, just like Ed 209 from RoboCop. I read that RoboCop... RoboCop... Apparently had a ton of influence from the comic strip Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. I could definitely, and that see makes that. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. That when was... was the last time you checked out RoboCop. I watched RoboCop again, probably like I don't know, three or four years ago. It, it no, it's been years. Yeah, years. It's, it is worth a revisit. Ten there plus are, years. There is probably some, there is some fucking body horror in that that stands up still. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when he's all disassembled and on like various life life support machinery great scene mm-hmm. well i we might have to fucking do robocop be down for robocop and then we could do like um probo rap for the bad movie I'm sure that's a movie i watched robo croc yeah. <laughs> oh shit we could do that robo croc's real bad is it yeah alicia actually watched it with me as somebody who hates bad movies it was i had a blast watching it with her did she roast it oh yeah Nice. Oh yeah, ro- yeah, roast mode on full blast. Uh which it was a terrible movie. There's oh, I, nobody in it. But it's, is it, it's called RoboCroc. <laughs> is it one of those films that get this, it's about a crocodile who's been infected with nanotech. What? Yeah. But is it one of those films that like they make it to be bad or is it trying to be good? I kind of can't tell. <laughs> okay. It's in a gray area uh, okay. where I'm sure they didn't think it was Citizen fucking Kane, but they also weren't like <laughs> Sharktopus. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't right. that. Anyways, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get, let's get back to Judge Dredd. Okay. So you said. I said Diane Lane is the best part of this movie. Yeah. That's. that's her perf- even her performance is pretty solid. No, it's, that's fair. It's cheesy, but it's written cheesy. She's just the best dramatic actor on the set. Yeah, that's um, that's a fair assessment. Everyone else, just a lot of bad acting. Yeah. Uh, did we? Oh, I don't think we covered. I think we well, mentioned it earlier. But not Jorgen Prochnow. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing what the script says to do. Judge Fargo, his death scene. Oh my god! So he gets. Impaled. impaled. Yeah, he by... gets impaled with a giant knife by the cyborg guy. Yeah. In the cursed earth. Uh who they're, they're gonna eat him. They're like cannibals and they're like, hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna praise robot Jesus and then we're gonna eat you. <laughs> uh so he you know, he shows up at the last minute and saves Dredd's life like Obi Wan Kenobi or like your uh <laughs> Your your, so look like. your your Gandalf. Yeah, he's even dressed like Obi Wan Kenobi or Gandalf either. <laughs> Pick one. He shows up at the last minute, saves Dredd, and as Dredd's like, 
Actually, I just about had my bacon cooked there. He really, <laughs> really saved my sack. And then he gets run through by a cyborg guy. And then he takes nine hours to die. <laughs> so it's broad daylight when he gets run through. You see, like, the noon, high noon sun casting a shadow over him. It cuts to a different scene, and then it comes back, and he's dying. But it's, like, the middle of the night, and there's a thunderstorm so they've been having this like heartfelt heart to heart for six hours, seven hours. It's, it's a minute. And then the actual scene that they show you in the movie is probably four minutes long. It is <laughs> ghoulish overkill. Yeah. For a, uh, listen, he looks. I don't have long. He looks really good for a person that's dying. Yeah. No. Like he, he's he barely really does. sweating. A lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, like some of the practical effects in this look pretty good. This is not one of them. Mm-mm. No, he looks fresh as a daisy. Like they probably got the air conditioner blowing on 60, <laughs> 67 right on his face. Guys, it's pretty hot in here. Can he's we, uh, very comfortable. He's having a nice evening out and getting paid for it and working with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And he's going to have a steak dinner later. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have a steak dinner. So, what did you think about this? Is there anything else you want to say about it? I'm I'm about tapped on it. I mean, it was I had more fun with this than most things. It was it was fun to watch for sure. What did we go? I think I did. I go did I go eight thumbs? So I think you said eight or eight and a half thumbs. I as think far I as eight and a half is a bad movie. As a movie, I'll give it like four. Okay. As like just a regular movie, as opposed to like, I don't know, do you want to watch this or Lord of the Rings? Right. Yeah. As a bad movie? Not like Lord of the Rings is the example of a best motion picture. I'm just saying it's averagely entertaining. So you say eight five is a bad movie? Eight and a half thumbs? Uh no, I said yeah, eight and a half thumbs is a bad movie. And then four. And then four is like a regular movie. As just a movie. Yeah. As a bad movie, I'll give it a seven and Seven and a half okay. thumbs. As a movie, as just a movie, I'll I'll do three and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, my, my big takeaway was I, I liked a lot of the palette. Some of the cinematography really worked for me. Some of the still shots were really great. So it, it's an easy movie to look at, but the, the story structure and the characters are just kind of... Yeah, that's where it... That's where it that's what killed it for me. What's a, that's a, the biggest part of the movie is story yeah, structure exactly. and characters. So um, it, can be as just, a, it can be as attractive as you want it to be, but if it doesn't make sense and you don't care about it, it doesn't fucking matter. That's that's kind of my point. It's just kind of silly to me at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, the characters are silly. The dialogue is silly. A lot of over overacting. I just... Eh. Did you like the bit where they're eating human meat? That's That was so fresh. Like anytime you see somebody eating in the whole movie, I'm like, it's, they're just eating people. It's soylent green. It's human meat. <laughs> Every time they're all the just can- like, like it's fine. I, the the cannibals, that part where they had the uh, they had yeah. like a, and a he's fresh. Like, they're, they're cannibals. They had a fresh human roasting, yeah. and everybody's like, oh god, ooh, gross. <laughs> you eat the. You also do that. <laughs> you also do that. Yours is just shaped like a like a bratwurst, <laughs> and theirs is just shaped like a like a bicep. You guys are both doing it. Oh man, I guess for like for writing purposes, it was written to be shocking in the second half, but it's pretty evident through the first half of the movie that that's just societally people eat people because there are too many fucking people and not enough of anything else. 
Especially in, a, in an apocalypse. What a shitty, like, world to live in where everybody just eats people. Because they'd be like, oh, give me your wallet. And he'd be like, I'm broke. And they'd be like, I guess I'll eat you then. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Fuck, I guess so, man. Can I make a phone call real quick? Yeah. So, we got it rated. What would you do to recast it? Did you pick anybody for uh, for old Sly Stallone? I'd say give me like a Jason Statham, but his his accent won't work, and he's too young in '95. He, he would be way too young in '95. Yeah. Given the opportunity to replace whoever I wanted with whoever I wanted, uh, I think I'd probably take like a 1995 Stephen Lang. Yes. To to replace uh, to replace Stallone, and for Rob Schneider, you think you should get like? Do you still want to make it the '90s cliche like? sidekick funny guy or do you just want to make it like a supporting actor i want to dial it back a little bit because i think i think rob schneider can be funny I've seen a few movie uh, a few uh, movies movies a few movies <laughs> where he's done well in comedic roles but this is mm. not one deuce bigelow <laughs> deuce bigelow <laughs> Hot chick, or whatever one of his movies is called. Maybe not as like a, a lead. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Who could we get to replace Rob Schneider? You said he was in his twenties. He was in his early thirties. That's about how old we are. Maybe early thirties. No, we're in our twenties, right? Is that probably? <laughs> Oh, or man. however old makes us entertaining. Rob uh, Schneider. That's a hard one. I mean, it is and it get, isn't. But. Would you get, like, could you get a funny, younger, like, George Clooney to do it? No, because this is after he did Batman and butchered it. I, I just read that, speaking of that, I just read that he he can't watch that. No, he even tells people, and they're like, you were Batman. He's like, no. No, I, I no, wasn't. I was not Batman. You're thinking of... You're thinking of Val Kilmer. <laughs> Just burn. That's who you're thinking of. Oh, God Man, damn I don't know who you could get. Who was the funny guy in the 90s? Like uh, Adam Sandler. Like anybody from Saturday Night Live. What about Matthew Lillard? Tina Fey, you could, uh, you, could do, you could do a gender swap on it. Get like a, get like a Tina Fey. She's probably too young for that. Yeah. You could get, oh, you could get a Janine Garofalo. Hmm. Or you could get a the guy that does the voice actor for Archer. Uh, no, I don't think so. <sighs> Tina Fey too young. Yeah, Tina Fey would be too young in '95, which is a shame because Tina Fey is hysterical. Like an Eddie Murphy or a Chris Tucker, you couldn't have got Eddie Murphy for no. this though. Hang on, let's not with Stephen Lang as the lead role. <laughs> 1995 also had. The Usual Suspects. Uh, that year, Samuel L. Jackson did get a Best Supporting Role nomination for the Oscars. For uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah. Gary Sinise. You could get a Gary Sinise. What about Brad Pitt? You know, I was going <laughs> to say Brad Pitt a couple of times. Uh, I don't think Brad Pitt would work for this. He might. If you get Dreamcasting, though. It's Dreamcasting. Sega Dreamcasting. Would you get True. Brad Pitt? I would. Actually, yeah. He might be a pretty good... He uh, probably wouldn't do it, but it is dream casting, so right. you can just get whoever you want. He might be a pretty good side cast. Yeah, I think he could do Brad Pitt as it for, for sure. Like, just have him be kind of a scumbag tag-along criminal. Yeah. Like a, like a B-side character. But he has a little bit of that comedic value to it. I think yeah. that would... Brad Pitt can be funny. Oh, for sure. 
which and, is awesome because not a lot of dramatic actors can can pull it off. Inglorious Bastards. I don't think I've got anything else for this though. Um, I, I had fun watching it. I had fun ripping on it because like a lot of the effects were real dumb. Uh, <laughs> if I could make it a more profitable film, if you were going to re-release it, I would say recast alone as Stephen Steve Lang. Lang. Yep. Uh, switch out your Rob Schneider character. Brad Pitt would be a great choice, although I, I don't know that it would make sense to do it. Well, you know what? If you did, if you did it now, and still did Stephen Lang as Dread and Brad Pitt as like a one-off supporting character, actually might work out fine because Stephen Lang's a much older man. Right. Like old man dread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. Uh, but if you were going to make another dread, please use Carl Urban because he's fucking perfect. Right. He is dread. Uh, that's all I've got. Um, again, you know, uh, shoot me an email. You, you got another thing you want us to watch that you think's a good movie? Or if you want us to, to pinpoint a bad movie first, uh, write me and let me know. Uh, it's just two movies at gmail.com. Add us just two movies on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, leave a like if you like the show. Tell a friend, lie to a friend. Uh, tell them it's a better show than it is. Uh, get them to listen to it, and then when they do, and they're like, "Hi, you son of a bitch, that show was stupid." Write me and tell me a story about it. Uh, I'll, I'll read it on the air because we don't have anything else to fill the time. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, I have nothing else to do but edit, so that's why the show is so long. Who makes a two-hour podcast weekly? Nobody. Uh, just us, because I, I. Don't have anything else to do. I think a few people do it. Yeah, think so. Doesn't Joe Rogan do like a three-hour podcast? Every- Joe Rogan doesn't edit his own shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Rogan's got like eight dudes that live in a fucking hamster ball. If I edit it in this subterranean panic room, you hear me, Rogan? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Tell your friends. Tell Diaz. <laughs> Quick shout out to Alex Film Hub for guessing the episode this week from our little teaser we posted on Instagram. We just posted a picture of the gun, uh, the the uh, lawgiver, and he knew straight up that it was dread. So mad props, Alex. Yeah, I, uh, that's all I've got for this one. I, I thought it was fun. I had a good time watching it. So fun. Yeah. You got anything else? Joke on this. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's go that phone call. We're a one-eyed Batman. Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns. We fight with the mind. Guys in business is a boomer. That is one big pile of shit. Jail gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to It's Just Too Metal. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Six said his beer is probably not any good. <laughs>